What's going on here? Resistance is futile. This, indeed, you are powerful. Is it's in my hand? Fan effect. Welcome back, everybody. We've reached the weekend, which means it is time for What to Watch. Joining us now is Andy Farnsworth, host of KSL News Radio's The Movie Show, every Friday from 9 to noon. All right, Andy, did we survive all the Halloween stuff and we're ready to move on? Yeah, and boy, there's a lot. I don't know what the studios, but they just like dropped everything today. So Love there's like a hundred different things. <laughs> kind of a weird week, too, because there's no real mainstream. Everybody's going to go see this movie. There's a lot of very compelling movies and streaming to choose from. From the top to the bottom of the list. Now, the biggest movie of the week is called Priscilla. It's directed by Sofia Coppola, and it tells the story of Elvis and Priscilla Presley's relationship from Priscilla's point of view. Well, it's really Sofia's point of view. But let me tell you, this could be just as divisive among those who watch it as apparently it was among Elvis's own family. Multiple stories surfaced this week that Elvis's own daughter, Lisa Marie, hated the script before she passed away unexpectedly earlier this year because of how it portrayed her father. To put it mildly, the King of Rock and Roll does not come off very well in this adaptation of Priscilla Presley's uh, memoir. First of all, Elvis started hanging around Priscilla when he was 24 and serving in the military, and she was 14. According to the movie, he also convinced Priscilla's parents to let her move from Germany to his home in Graceland when she was 17 and not even out of high school yet. This was one of many things that left me feeling uncomfortable for a good portion of the movie, especially since I have daughters of my own that are that age. Elvis comes across as controlling, possessive, emotionally abusive, and really needy, expecting Priscilla to be whatever he needed her to be at any moment and never allowing her any freedom to find out who she was until she finally had enough. The acting is top-notch, and the girl who plays Priscilla through the whole movie from age 14 to 27, her name's Kaylee Spaney, she does a great, a remarkable job. Thankfully, she's over 18. So the scenes between her and Elvis, who's played by Jacob Elordi, are only slightly less disturbing. It's one thing to know that Priscilla was just a teenager when she started dating Elvis, but it's another thing to watch them on a bed together, even in a movie. And that's really what I'll remember most about Priscilla the movie. I'm not sure how you can see Elvis the person the same way after this, but maybe nobody cares anymore. I don't know. Priscilla is designed to make you feel uncomfortable, and it succeeds. It's rated R and playing only in theaters. Our next item is a movie that is designed to do just the opposite of that. It's a rom-com that tries to make you feel comfortable as you watch a couple of old friends back up on the big screen. What happens later marks the return of Meg Ryan, the former queen of rom-coms, to a film role after eight years away. She also directs and co-writes this movie, which is her and David Duchovny playing former lovers who happen to run into each other for the first time in 25 years while both are trying to catch connecting flights at an airport that gets shut down when a huge storm hits. As we watch the two interact, we learn all about their relationship, both before they broke up and since. But weird things keep happening, which gives them more opportunities to peel back layers of old feelings and old wounds and hopefully make peace with each other. The movie's unique in that the entire thing is just Meg Ryan and David Duchovny talking to each other for almost two hours with no other actors having any lines other than the airport public address announcer. There are some fun moments, some emotional moments, and it's good to have Meg Ryan back in a movie, though her plastic surgery was a bit distracting for me. Nevertheless, I think what happens later, which is based on a stage play, will still appeal to many. Like people who have regrets about past choices or wonder about missed opportunities or maybe have unresolved feelings from someone in their past. What happens later is rated R and playing only in theaters. Another excellent option this week is a movie called The Marsh King's Daughter based on the best-selling book of the same name. This one snuck up on me. It stars Daisy Ridley as Helena, or Helena actually, a young mother of a daughter who's unexpectedly forced to confront her dark past 
when her father, Jacob, played by Ben Mendelsohn, escapes from prison. You see, Helena grew up in a survivalist camp in the Michigan wilds with her father and mother, not realizing her mother had been kidnapped by her father and was being held there against her will. Now, to protect her daughter, Helena will have to use her survival skills back in the wild to track down and deal with her father, a man the locals called the Marsh King. I really enjoyed this movie. Ridley proves again how good an actress she can be in emotionally meaty roles. The way the story unfolds really helps you understand the complex things that Elena is feeling as she struggles with the reappearance of her father. And Mendelssohn always plays a good villain. This was one of the better things I watched this week. A good balance of tension, drama, and a bit of action. Marsh King's Daughters rated R and playing only in theaters. Now, turning to streaming, we have another adaptation of a best-selling novel. This one's called All the Light We Cannot See. It's in, set in Nazi-occupied French coastal town close to the end of World War II, where a blind girl named Marie makes illegal radio broadcasts each night where she pleads for her father to return home and then reads selections from Jules Verne. The Nazis think she's giving out coded information telling the Allies where to bomb the town, so they dispatch their own radio expert, a nicer-than-your-typical Nazi young man named Werner, to track her down. We learn through flashbacks how each of them came to be where they are, and as well as the potential link between the two. This was another solid watch for me this week. The story's intriguing and has a message of hope even during the darkest of times. The actress who plays Marie, a woman named Aria Mia Loberti, is actually blind in real life but was expertly cast here. People who love World War II drama should also love this series, which is rated TVMA. All four episodes are available to stream right now on Netflix. Now to our honorable mention list, stuff we just didn't have time to go into more detail, and it's a shame, too, because up first is maybe the best thing I watched this week. It's a film entirely in Spanish with English subtitles called Radical, and it won the Festival Favorite Award at Sundance. It's also based on a true story and stars Eugenio Derbez as Sergio, a teacher who takes a job teaching sixth grade at one of the worst performing schools in all of Mexico. But as he uses some unconventional methods to get the kids thinking, they begin to blossom as students and start to love learning. It's hopeful and it's heartbreaking at the same time. It will remind you of teachers you loved and I highly recommend it. Radical is rated PG-13 and playing only in theaters. Another movie out this week that won awards at Sundance that I was surprised how much I liked is called The Persian Version. Now, it won't be everyone's cup of tea, but the tale about an Iranian-American who struggles with the clash between her cultures, her upbringing, and where she is now, and is she's at constant odds with her mother, it is funny, it's sad, it's heartwarming at times, it's heartbreaking at other times. There's a lot of Farsi speaking and subtitle reading, but if you can get past some language, there's a story that's worth your time, especially about people from a country, Iran, that Americans just don't know much about. The Persian version is rated R and playing in select theaters. On streaming, there's a comedy movie called Quiz Lady that has a nearly unrecognizable Sandra Oh, starring alongside comedian Aquafina. The two play sisters who find themselves on the hook for their mother's gambling debts, and the only way to earn enough to pay it off is for Aquafina's character to hopefully make it on a Jeopardy-style game show that she's watched her whole life. Now, there's a lot more to the story than this, and it's very crude at times, but it also has some genuine moments mixed in there too somehow. Quiz Lady is rated R and is streaming only on Hulu. And finally, a documentary on Netflix about Sylvester Stallone called Sly is a reminder of how talented the star of Rocky, Rambo, and The Expendables is as a screenwriter. Now don't forget, he's won Oscars and a great lesson on what an amazing and unlikely story his rise in Hollywood actually is. It's also worth your time, especially if you're a fan of his work. Sly is rated TVMA and is streaming on Netflix. Looking ahead to next week, 
We have another installment in the Marvel franchise, the sequel to Captain Marvel, The Marvels, starring Brie Larson in her superhero role. And Samuel L. Jackson returns as his iconic character, Nick Fury. But you kind of need a pen and pencil to write down all the stuff I recommended today, Sean. I know. It's just I'm, the it's, truth. Okay, so you're going to, this will be shared as well. Because I've done that before where I go onto your, your Facebook page yes. and I rewatch to find out what I should be watching. Yes, and I mean, there are some things I will just warn. I, I know that not everything on my list is family friendly, so be aware of that. But okay. there are some really good things. That, that radical one about the teacher in Mexico. Would you say that's your number one? If you were going to pick one thing to watch this yes. weekend, all of it, yes. watch that one. Yes. And is that one family friendly or not? Uh, it is. I, okay. I, I mean, it's it's Depends reality. It. I mean, yeah. it's based on a true story. It's, okay. Yeah. You know, it, I got to tell people, you, you admitted it to me. I'm going to make you admit it to everybody else. And he said he cried four different times. Four during different shows. Okay, I, I cried during Radical. Yeah. The Persian version. Okay. Marsh King's daughter. And I hate to admit it, but Quiz Lady, there was this really <laughs> sweet part at the end, and I got a little teary-eyed. I didn't expect you to say that one, I that's know, for sure. I know. <laughs> all right, Andy, great oh, recommendations. Oh, so make it five, because uh, all the light we cannot see also got me once. Okay, so, so this is I don't one. know, I'm turning into some big softy. I don't know. <laughs> this is one of the weeks where if you're looking for an impactful m movie to watch, these are the ones. Okay. I think that's fair. Andy, thank you. You're welcome. Fair enough. <laughs> I made him admit it. Hey, thanks for watching. I hope you and your family found this review helpful, and I invite you to check out my other in-depth reviews of movies and streaming TV shows on ksltv.com. I'll see you there.